Commerce Camp, dawn of a new era. Cardinals training camp coverage presented by Bud Light. This is the dawn of a new era. Mitch and Steve on Arizona Sports Saturday on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Mitch Veraldis, Steve Zinsmeister. And we're joined now by the two gentlemen who run the Cardinals Corner podcast for us here at Arizona Sports. Tyler Drake. Eric Ruby, both of the guys joining us here as we are live from State Farm Stadium. Red and white practice just now getting underway, guys. Are you both ready for this football season, Ty? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been fun. I'm glad you guys could uh, finally come to my second home, pretty much. This is where <laughs> Another I, day at the office. This is where you. I live for, you know, the next few months. So, glad you guys could show up. I warmed it up for you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah? I saw your bed down the hall. Yeah. It was pretty lived in. I don't think you've left this place since no, last season. No, no. Sleep- I rolled up the sleeping bag. The pillow's underneath uh, my desk over there. So, yeah, we're good. Is your name written on it in Sharpie, just so no one takes it? Yep. Just in case. Yep, I had to show a couple people, hey, this is where I where I do my thing, man. All right. <laughs> I, I do have to read this because we had Kyle Soleil on earlier, and I'd feel bad if I don't read it. But I want to remind all of you out there that Arizona Cardinals season tickets are now on sale. 2023 home schedule includes visits by the Giants, Cowboys, Bengals, Ravens, and Falcons, as well as the NFC West foes. For information on Cardinals tickets, you can call 602-379-0102 or visit azcardinals.com slash tickets. Of course, uh, Eric, there's a lot of faces that we're familiar with that we're going to see today, but a lot of new faces on the field that as well. Any of those new guys in particular that stand out to you, you're looking forward to seeing today? I got two names right off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Confidence Clayton Toon yep. and Paris Johnson Jr. Oh. Now, Obviously, Paris Johnson Jr., a lot of eyes are going to be on him. But from the videos that I've seen, and Tyler, you can back this up from just being at all of these practices, he looks really good. He looks really strong. And whenever he does make a mistake, he then goes and he fixes it as a rookie. So that, to me, I'm excited to see what he looks like in some live action, some live reps. And if he is continuing to start and be with the first team instead of Kelvin Beecham. And then, of course, Clayton, too. And I just want to see him sling it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, going with that Paris Johnson example, we saw that a couple days ago. He was in a uh, battle with Dennis Gardeck. He got beat that first time, was really frustrated. You could tell he was visibly frustrated with himself, came back the next time, and, you know, did what he was supposed to do. So you can definitely tell, you know, he's really making the most of the reps, and he is still, you know, on that trajectory of he's been here. It seems like he's been here doesn't seem like a rookie in my eyes, so he's really coming along well. Are we under the impression that this means Paris Johnson's going to be the starting right tackle when week one rolls yeah. around? he hasn't moved. He has not moved. They, you know, Really? There's been conversations about moving guys around. We've seen John Gaines with the second team move from center to right guard. Uh, Pat Eflin's moved in with center with the backup twos, but when we're just looking at Paris, he's still at right tackle, and I don't think he's moving, man. I think they like what they see out of him right now, and yeah, it's just something we're going to have to watch. You know, Dennis Daly's been getting a little more run with the ones now, and you got Elijah Wilkinson, who's been with the ones that left guard a lot. So it's going to be definitely something to watch what they do with that guard spot. But I think Paris is cemented at right tackle. And I'm really interested to see how Kelvin Beecham, not how he reacts to all of this because he's like the ultimate pro's pro, yes. but to be able to have somebody like that who was so consistent and so reliable for so many years be behind your <laughs> first-round pick yeah. and that, okay, Paris, if you're not feeling it this game, if for some reason it's not working or we need to move you around or we need to take you out and have you look at something, oh, we'll just have Kelvin Beecham going. Yeah. And that's a pretty good deal to have. Solid the backup plan. You know, it's funny. I think about the O-line and going in, I was definitely more focused on center, Ty, but this whole movement and locking in, as you're describing it, of Paris Johnson at the right tackle – 
I, am I supposed to worry? Am I supposed to just kind of go with the flow on this one and trust the new regime? Like, what? How are you handling the news of Paris Johnson drafted as a left side guy and he's cemented at the right side? I mean, I think where it comes down to is his, his versatility, and that's been what they've preached time and time again since he's been drafted. Just the ability to move around the line, and I think in a perfect world we could all say that hey, if he could fit that left guard spot kick out Kelvin and keep him at right tackle, that would be awesome. But I think they see him playing his best on the outside, and they're moving on from there. I think the big question now is going to be, where does the left guard get figured out? Is it is it Elijah Wilkinson, or is Dennis Daly really making a play to come in and start taking those reps? So that's the bigger concern. I think right now this team wants to play guys where they see the best fit, and right now Paris Johnson is just stuck on that right side. You know, I'm willing to bet that a lot of people are showing up to the stadium today for the red-white scrimmage, and they're going to see some familiar names in different places. Yes, Isaiah Simmons all of a sudden is playing center field, it, it appears, as a bar- part of the defensive <laughs> back group. Zaven Collins is now a pass rusher. Uh, there's just a lot of familiar faces in different places. I'm so excited for Zaven. I can't lie. I saw so many flashes last year, just his athleticism, his size. I mean, Jonathan Gannon even said it the other day, he could play all positions except for out of eleven. Nickel corner is wow. basically the only yeah. thing that he said he couldn't play. Nickel and corner. of course, you know you're gonna you're gonna pump up your guy for sure. But you've seen just the athleticism, the side to side speed, and now him learning his position and being able to use that size and that speed to go off the edge and rush. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be immediately the best edge rusher in the league, but he has so many tools. And when you hear him speak, he's so smart. I think he's going to have it figured out. Simmons, on the other hand, I have been. On a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to his position. But if they're going to stick him somewhere, that is the most important thing. Just keep him somewhere so he can learn and don't spread him too thin. Yeah. We're joined here on Arizona Sports Saturday by the Cardinals Corner Podcast crew. And don't go far after Steve and I are done because Eric and Tyler are going to be here for the first full hour of practice. They're actually just getting underway right now yep. behind us here. But Eric and Ty are going to have you covered for one to two today mm-hmm. doing yep, a Cardinals yep, Corner yep. Podcast reaction live here from the stadium. So don't go anywhere. You mentioned Clayton Toon, Eric. And I think I'm at a point where I'm comfortable wondering and even saying that maybe he should be the guy that's throwing the football week one of the preseason. And then, maybe, even in the regular season. (laughs) It looks like it's becoming more and more possible every single day. Obviously, Colt's still out there, but he's only throwing a certain amount of times that he's out there. He's not out there. I mean, he's a veteran, so maybe that's Mm -hmm. just why. But it really feels like they're priming tune. And to be honest, a lot of these rookies, that's what we talk about with Paris Johnson Jr. Like They're putting them in positions right now to learn so that if you do need them, if you do need to rely on them week one, you're not like, oh, man, they're a rookie. You think, okay, they can do this because we trusted them to do this. We didn't have them sitting on the sideline right. watching other people do yep. it. Ty, yesterday it was reported uh, Marlon Mack getting added to the rushing attack. Yeah. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't see it. What did you do? Return of the rushing yeah. attack, I this think. This is what right? you get on Arizona Sports Saturday. Sorry, boys. All uh, here for it, man. Um, walk me through what that addition could mean for the running back room and for the rushing attack in general because I think a lot of people know James Conner's name. It's not the deepest room that we've ever seen the Cardinals no, have. At all, yeah. Could we see Marlon Mack making a big impact? I think we could. I think right now it's really James Conner and insert name Keontae Ingram or Corey Clement. And I think right now is the is where they're trying to really nail down who that number two running back is. Because let's be honest, they want to run the ball more. They're going to need another body that they can trust behind James Conner. James Conner is going to get all these carries. Don't, don't get me wrong there. He's going to run the rock a lot this year. But you got to spell him at times. So... 
Mac comes with a lot of familiarity with Gannon just because of their time in Indy together. So he's just, we've seen him on the field. He can, he's a trusted veteran. Obviously, we got to see where he's at at this point in his career, but he did it with the, the Colts a little bit there. So it'll be something to watch. You know, Keontae Ingram hasn't really practiced this much this week. Uh, I asked Jonathan Gannon actually today before I came up here what the deal was, and he's not giving a ton. He said he's dealing with the Nick. So probably won't see him out there much today and we'll see what this running back room looks like because i think right now it's Corey clement is the next guy up before marlon mack comes in and really we can really see what we're going to get out of him i hear a ton about michael wilson this oh, is yeah. a guy who's a rookie <laughs> this guy's favorite <laughs> yeah did i did i strike a chord here Eric? the moment we did we were doing the show when he got drafted i couldn't yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's right we and were i was i was getting called crazy by you because i said you know when you squint when you watch him run routes he's got just a little <laughs> bit a tad a drop a splash of deandre hopkins in him i don't remember the splash part I, he looks just like deandre hopkins. no no i, I mean believe, I'm not, i don't have hyperbole like that i couldn't I'm believe you didn't bring up uh, bring him up as one of your you guys are watching today i mean i'm watching everybody <laughs> Buddy, but uh, I've been watching him since the moment he got drafted. It's just the way that he moves. Yeah. It's just the way that he moves. He just looks like somebody who's been doing this for longer than he has. And, I mean, he's dealt with injuries throughout college, but when he was on the field and he was making plays, you just look at him and you go, that guy can play NFL football. Now he's going to be starting week one. He's going to be getting a bunch of catches. He's going to have 70 yards a game. Like, I don't know. He's he a could. rookie. He could. And that's the thing. He's a third-round rookie that we're looking at as somebody who could come in and be an immediate contributor. And he's also like their tallest non-tight end target, which is pretty important for this wide receiver core. Well, yeah. guess what? That comp that you were giving him on draft day, he's not around here what? anymore. What? <laughs> I know. Shocker, right? Where'd he go? But maybe Michael Wilson, to your point and to your level of excitement, I can tell, is going to suffice in that role of being the tall wide receiver on the outside. Because guess what? The rest of the wide receiver room, there is no tall. Hey, hey, he's out. Pascal. Okay, okay. I'll get he's like six foot. I'll get Pascal. He's like six two. He's like six two. There's okay. a lot of dudes out there. Rondale Moore, Greg Dorch. Dudes. I'd of... like to see what those guys can do. Grab some separation. They were very good at it last year. So, hey guys, thanks so much for uh, jumping on with us. Enjoy no the next problem. hour. You guys, we uh, here doing the basically the podcast live on the air. Yep, yep. During Cardinals red white scrimmage. So, uh, Ty and Eric, thanks so much. Uh, they're sticking around as well.